Our metal show. This is where we give our take on metal, that gray area of music, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to call it. We like to stay right in the middle and keep it interesting. And uh, we uh, we're going to talk about heavy metal, how it's affecting some people, um, and of course that metal show itself. Eddie Trunk paying tribute. And we're going to play some metal, of course, some greats. Oh, man. We got Vermithrax coming up, um, Extinction Event, which will be later on. I'm going to start things off with Mark Alexander, my buddy Mark Alexander, uh, his band, Three Quarters Dead, uh, The Enemy, which is a strong song we've played before. I love it. But um, I don't know. Did you guys catch episode 106, my interview with a vampire? It's a good one. Check it out. Julia Caples. Uh, you definitely want to check her out. Uh, she is the creator of the Dark Rose Journal. Always look into that if you're into art of any kind, whether it's prose or art itself. Just uh, great stuff to look at, man. Some great writing going on there, too. Uh, but check out 106 uh, if you want to hear an interesting interview with a real vampire, modern-day vampire. But right now, coming up, let's see um, metal and how it affects it. You know, I... I tell you I, i've loved metal since i was a kid and uh it's things like this that kind of turn my stomach though um have you heard of this uh, a 42 year old swedish man roger tolgren tolgren can now claim disability benefits due to his heavy metal obsession being declared as an addiction according to global post tolgren consulted three psychologists who testified on the extent of his heavy metal music dependency According to Telgren, I have been trying for 10 years to get this classified as a handicap. I spoke to three psychologists and they finally agreed that I needed this to, that I needed to avoid this being discriminated against, whatever. He also said that the 300 annual concerts <laughs> he attended left him unable to hold a job and needed to go on welfare. Uh, man. If that's the case, then I need about 30 years reparations.
folks, friends, and fiends. This is Dave, and welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. Back again, and this is our metal show. Not that metal show, not to be confused with. However, Ms. D and I did attend that metal show live. Hello. Oh, oh yep, she's I'm here. here. Oh, oh. I'm here, I'm here. I was oh. getting some hot tea. She brought a cute little face up to the mic. Yes, yes. And, uh, so, alright, go ahead. Where were we last night? Um, well, we went to the Rex Theater to see that metal show with Eddie Trunk, Jim Florentine, and Don Jameson. And, uh, got more than what we expected. It yeah, was, it absolutely. Was, it wasn't your typical taping of the show. It was hilarious. The three of them did stand up, and then they got it all together, and you could stump the trunk. There were questions from the audience. Packed crowd, drunk crowd, <laughs> and heckling crowd. Oh, rough yeah. Pittsburgh heckling crowd. Uh, Pittsburghers love to hear themselves talk, and sometimes they think they're a little more interesting than the guests. Mm, which isn't always stage, the case. <laughs> which, yeah, proved to not be the case. They got their yeah. asses handed to them. I hate to say it. Uh, Jim Florentine can hold his own. Don't heckle him. Uh, <laughs> do not do it. Uh, Jersey Boys. And they were fantastic. It was a great show, knowledgeable, lots of behind-the-scenes stuff they gave out. And um, we were the first show of two. And uh, I don't know what happened in the second show. So if anybody was there, uh, you know, feel free to email us or text me. But not don't text me. Uh, tweet me, at Fairly Dark. And uh, what, what the heck's your Twitter these days? Um, oh, gosh. What is my Twitter? At Ms. D5. And, uh, of course, always send your music and your questions and any comments you have to kettlewhistleradio at gmail.com. Um, we'll, we will be playing a little bit of metal tonight. We're all, we also have a couple of call-ins, one of which is uh, our most successful show along the lines of metal. We have Prog Watch and the Prog Squatch himself. The Prague Squatch. Yes, Anthony Rousick will be calling in, a great musician and an incredible host. If you guys like your prog metal, I'm talking Dream Theater, I'm talking Rush, <laughs> all right? If you like that stuff, this show, I can't believe some of the stuff he finds and plays. And um, we're going to talk to him in a little bit, because we don't we don't cover prog here. You know, Kettle Whistle Radio, we, we do alternative, we do, we do metal, of course, and we do um, industrial, we do punk. Yeah, you know, prog, not, not so much prog. Not against playing it. We've yeah. had to get, uh, you know, Hugh Bonar, as far as I'm concerned, is a prog rocker. Um, we've had a few guests. That's a good episode, guys and girls. I'm sorry. I should just stick to folks, friends, and things. Yes, you should. And no but discriminate. And all in between. Um, but yeah, so metal, it, it evolves and it also regresses um, in a lot of ways. And uh, you long-term listeners know what I'm talking about when you hear bad metal, too. I'm not going to talk about that, but um, prog is a big part of metal. And it's a good part. It's a strong part. It's a growing part. I mean, when you look at some of the bands out there, it's unbelievable. But we'll let Anthony talk about that. And you've got to check his show out. It's on Society 13 on the page on Facebook, of course. And you could look him up, to Anthony Rousick. Uh, R-O-W-S-I-C-K. Um, let's see here. And if you haven't picked up the latest from Nelson W. Piles, please do. Rise of the Dead. He's in it, folks. Okay, it is Night of the Living Dead, the timeline of, put together by John Russo and Burning Ball Publishing. Rise of the Dead is 17 stories along the lines of Night of the Living Dead in the timeline of 67 to 69. 
I have a story in there, so I have to brag about it. But Nelson W. Piles. He, <laughs> oh, and uh, it's his birthday today. It's I think. his birthday, so yeah, you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Nelson. Into the Wicked Library, of course. So if you want to get a little taste of the host, what he—that's uh, disgusting. A little taste of what he can do uh, outside of the Wicked Library. <laughs> of we're course, not. We're not tasting him. It's just, and, uh, where I draw my line. Demons, dolls, and milkshakes. Great <laughs> book. I, you guys really—you're uh, missing out if you're missing out on these two. Books. That's a, that's a double negative. Missing out, missing out. Mm-hmm. 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 So moving on. All right, so that metal moving show. Moving right along. We're at the metal show, okay? Um, there were some great stories, one of which when Eddie Trunk came up there, and I have all new, brand new respect for Eddie Trunk, even though people say yes. he's, that he's a tool of VH1, he can't help it because that's how he gets paid. Um, yes. <laughs> his ace story, okay? He told his ace freely story, among others. Um, Ace wanted to buy a, a, a black Cadillac, I believe it was. He was, or a new he was Cadillac. buying a Cadillac somewhere near right. where Eddie Trunk lives in New Jersey. New Jersey, and he lives upstate New York. It was like a three to five hour drive. Called him up in the morning, I think, or was it in the early AM? And then just showed up. He was like, with, "Hey, what are you what are you doing?" <laughs> Ace really shows up at Eddie Trunk's house at noon uh, with a new car that he just purchased, and um, he apparently stumbled out of the car. And as soon as um, Eddie does a great age freely, I'm not going to do it. I mean, it's, it's extremely very Brooklyn accent. Um, but he, he stumbles out of the car and immediately beelines to the bar, Eddie's bar. It's noon. Uh, they proceed to get drunk until um, 7, 7 o'clock at night, he said, 7. They're annihilated. And Trump's like, what do you want to do? You want to go get some food? Uh, do, do you want to go to sleep? <laughs> and, and Ace's like, ah, let's go bowling. <laughs> Bowling it is. And and they proceed to go bowling, and Eddie Trunk is getting them the bowling shoes, tells Ace to wait, and um, I guess in his absence... I already got shoes. Ace, <laughs> Ace uh, bowled in three lanes. He's like, yeah, he's like, I already got shoes. I don't need shoes. So he's like, no, bowling shoes. So Trunk goes to get the bowling shoes, and the guy's like, well, which lane are you guys on? Um, and he's like, oh, over on nine. He's like, well, your friend's been bowling on nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. He disrupted other games and was bowling overhead, okay? Like like a volleyball. A volleyball? <laughs> he was in India and he was making a film. Uh, never but, mind. But he was like a throw-in. I should say um, a throw-in in soccer. He was overheading bowling balls and throwing them down the aisle. The guy behind the counter trying to, you know, <laughs> get the rental shoes together. Um, actually... <laughs> Sorry, we have a dog disrupting the microphone situation. <laughs> the guy no, behind weird. the counter is like, well, your friend's already bowling, but he proceeds to call the police. He's about to dial the police. And Trunk's like, no, 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 no. Don't you know who that is? It's Ace Freely. And the guy's like, no kidding. <laughs> and he stopped. He stopped him from doing it. But I don't know how, where the story ended. It ended there. Trunk didn't go on. Like, we dragged Freely out of the Did they continue bowling? I don't know. <laughs> what a great story among many other stories. Um, you had a weird one. I know that. I, I'm, I'm being ambushed by a... Yeah, Boxer Lab that's in her lap yes. right now. All right. Sorry uh, about that. You had a weird story about a, an actor that's pretty popular right now. Oh, yeah. It was on, um, I don't know, one of the websites. The actor that plays Meep on American Horror Story got hit by a car. Ben Wolf. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, it wasn't just hit by a car. He was hit by the rear view mirror of a car. Yeah, I guess he was jaywalking. I mean, not, not yeah. the rear view, but the side view mirror. Yeah. And he got clocked. Because he's, you know, short. He's in critical condition, though. Yeah. I mean, this is not, I, I'm not even trying to be funny here, folks. It's like crazy. Um, 
I, th- that was news to me. Yeah, I just saw that yesterday, poor thing. You're always good for the weird news. I am. I'm like, oh my goodness, look what happened. I'm a gossip. Leave me alone. Well, all right. And, uh, you know, of course, Trunk, back to Eddie Trunk again. I, I, I got to say, he had a funny uh, dime bag story. Um, one, He has many. Uh, but he, I guess Dimebag and Vinny were on their damage plan tour, which as far as I'm concerned was every day of their lives. <laughs> but, um, showed up at the radio station that Trunk was working at currently. Did he say in Ohio? Where, where did he say that was? I don't know. I forget where, where he was working at that time. He showed up and they were, they showed up with a Probably case. Probably in of, New York, I would think. Maybe, I don't know. But it was a case, they had a case of beer that they had already been drank, they drank a good portion of it. And, and Dimebag, hey, hey man, you got any of the hard stuff? And, uh, and, you know, Trunk's like, it's a radio station. I don't, I don't know. And then he remembered the week before, <laughs> who did he have in the studio? Oh, Zach Wild. Yes. Who gave him? A gigantic bottle of Jack Daniels. Yes. And they proceeded, the brothers Vinny, Vinny and uh, Dimebag proceeded to drink and finished that too. And they were just annihilated. Now, Trunk had a job to do and it was to have them on the radio and play one song from Damage Plan that the label said was okay to play. Well, after they played the one, Dimebag's like, come on, man, let's play some more, let's play some more. Five songs later, they played half, <laughs> played half the album, and the record executives were not pleased. But they had Dimebag and Vinny in the studio. They, they really didn't have a choice. Exactly. You kind of do what they say at that point, I'm thinking. But that, honestly, that was just, I think that was just a fantastic story. Um, let's see, now, you had some other news, I think, didn't you? Or No, you got nothing? Why, why, why do you do this? Why are you here? I don't know. Um, there's a certain show that you like. To make your, uh, to make your studio look better. Oh, so to about, make it smell nice. So it's about class? That's why I'm here. I'm classing the joint up. Oh, is that so? Well, there's a certain show that you actually do like. And a certain person, another Dave, was involved with this show. Really? Oh, Dave Grohl. <laughs> Yeah, we were watching Sonic Highway. Sorry. What do you think of that? Um, I like it. I mean, what, we watched three of them? I made it through two of them. We're three in. Um, Um, The third one I fell asleep in. Here's the thing, and this is the tie-in. Because it was very late. (laughs) This is the tie-in with metal. He's very involved with the metal community. He brought a lot of people back from retirement with his ProBot program, mm-hmm. which I love ProBot album. That's a great um, album. Fantastic, including Lemmy. But, you know, Lemmy doesn't need help anymore. <laughs> um, but what, what I was saying here now, Eddie Eddie, and Jim and Don, James and Jim Florentine, the guys from that metal show are all into obscure music and bands that they want to see make it that never did. And we are all like that. We all have friends in bands. Well, he made it clear that VH1 won't let the show air if it's an obscure band because they don't want obscurity because it doesn't sell. Right. And so he does. I mean, basically his hands are tied. And he, you know, so he, of course, he wants those crazy bands, the punk bands, the death metal. He even said it, but he can't because VH1 says, you, you know what? Put you got Ace Freely. Put him on. Aerosmith sounds good, but if you, you know, it's got to be mainstream because they want that tie-in and they want that. Well, to get the crowd. You, you heard him say it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I think that that's like something we're always like, oh, they only play the mainstream stuff. How could they do it? Kind of makes them look a little, I don't know, not as eclectic when it comes to music. Although they know a lot about music, but, you know, I guess everybody has their boss and they do what they have to do. And they get, like, they're confronted on the streets all the time. Um, you know, hey, what about this band? What yeah. about that band? <laughs> 
and and it's like well we can't because we can only do what the execs say and um that's the, that's why we do this show the complete opposite you can do what you we want we are yes. the complete opposite I, I love what they do but um that's why kettle whistle radio is what it is we very true can play the obscure the people you never heard some that you have and your friends bands okay send us metal send it we need more metal uh, there's lots of great music. I mean, one of my favorite new ones was Dandy Brown when we played on the last show. That's oh, not fantastic. Not metal, but not metal. But it's great music. It, it, kind of progressive alternative. I, it's rock and roll, is what he. Yeah. yeah. I think he's fantastic. But um, what can you say? Uh, other than that, so anyway, that's why we do what we do. Uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, oh, the funny thing he said too. He said because uh, Getty Lee was their guest on the new episode, Ugh. he told Getty Lee uh, <laughs> from Rush for all you young fans um, mm. that there are more girls uh, in the metal show audience than Rush has had in all their shows combined. <laughs> <laughs> and as a girl, I can conf- you know, I can uh, live up to that. Uh oh, no think, Rush. I think we have a Prague Squatch calling in right There's now. There's a Squatch. Let's see. I don't know. We'll find out in a second here. Hey, who, who do we have on the phone? Uh, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> is this Tony? Yeah, this is Tony. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man. Well, you're on the air right now, man. Uh, we, were, we were just talking about how uh, we're doing a metal show here, as you know, or may not know. And you're the Prague guy. And Prague has been huge in metal lately between, you know, Dream Theater, Rush, you want to go with that. But you guys... Prague, Prague Watch has been such a, a successful show. Um, let's talk about your show right now. Give, give, give the, the people that haven't heard it yet, give them the lowdown. Well, basically, I love Prague in all forms. Uh, the old school stuff and even some of what you might uh, term Prague metal. You know, you mentioned Rush and Dream Theater. And uh, there's been a handful of bands we've done on the show that are really good, too. That they're definitely a little harder edged, you know. Definitely. But we're just basically uh, trying to... You know, put the word out. Like, uh, there's so many great bands out there that never get heard because radio is such a stupid little box that just, you know, you only get like a, a like a small corner of the picture of what's out there music-wise. You know, if you listen to the radio, terrible. It's pathetic. You know, there's so much great stuff that never gets heard. Well, Misty is here with me too, and she knows uh, this is why I started doing this. Other than, of course, Red Horse Radio asking me to, um, because my hatred for radio uh, drives me nuts. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I, and even if I listen to the classic stations anymore, they chop they chop stuff out of songs. You know, yeah. if it's a classic song. You know, I've said this on my show. If it's a classic song. If you don't take a piece out, who who are you, the editing guy from the radio station, to decide? Oh, this is a really great song, but this piece isn't really necessary. Exactly. You know, and I mean, I'd rather not hear the song at all than hear it all hacked up like that. And it's just, it's so weird. Whenever you're listening, it's like if you know a good classic song. I think I heard uh, "Carry On My Wayward Son" by Kansas on the radio the other day, and I was, I couldn't believe it. It was just so disjointed. It just really? From one thing to another, wow. and I'm like, where was that part? Where was that part? Oh no. You yeah. can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tell you, you can't do that. I've, I've heard the Who hatched it up. You know, won't get fooled again. Cut down to like five minutes long. It's an eight-minute song, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, who, yeah. We actually have a game when we get into the car at, at radio station I won't mention. 
right. so we don't get in trouble. But uh, every time we turn the radio on, we we bet which three song, you know, guess which song, and most of the time we're right. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah we like literally turn the the station on, and okay, it's going to be Pearl Jam, Nirvana, or yeah. Stone Temple Pilots, um, the same or, playlist. Yeah, they, yes. Yeah, even when they say they're going to play a certain artist. I disagree. I think you guys are. Um, Your partner there, Dave, right? He's, uh, I think he's awesome. Uh, Your exchanges are very intelligent and you're a musician. So, I mean, your input, when you listen to a band, it it holds weight and that, that makes, that makes it so much real, so much more real than what, well, what we're talking about on other radio stations. Well, great, man. Thanks a lot. I love it. I really appreciate it. We're talking about crossover. We try to to be thorough in what we do and we're both old-time prog fans, and uh, I've been turning him on to a lot of new stuff. I know. kind of falling off, you know, figuring that uh, it was dead, and it's like, no, it's not dead. There's no. so much going on out mm. there right now. There's so much. We were just at that metal show last night in Pittsburgh. I saw the pictures, man. That's cool. I watch <laughs> that a lot of times on a Saturday when my buddy comes over. It's and good stuff. when it's cold and we can't be out back having a fire and drinking beer, we'll just exactly man but the, uh, prog rock comes up an awful lot there was a lot of fans when they when they mentioned prog there was like a standing o and clapping uh yeah you have a huge audience and it shows in your numbers i think you're killing all our other shows i'm pretty sure i don't know it's really a hard thing to quantify those numbers i've learned some of the things that i thought you know uh, we'll have to talk about it some other time. But, yeah, there's different ways of measuring it. And I was talking to Dan Foydick over at Ninth Story. Yeah. And uh, he, he clued me in on another way to get an idea how I'm doing. So, you know, I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing what I'm doing, man, and I'm just trying to do a good job of it, and I'm just trying to put it out there. And, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to build up a following on Twitter, and i got a YouTube channel, and I'm just trying to, you know, yeah. cover all my bases and just try to put out something that hopefully people find entertaining. Oh, you're doing it. Now, this is the show that I think that people wanted, needed, and obviously there was a, there's a fan base and you're proving that theory as far as I'm concerned. Um, I also, while I have you on the line, cause we rarely get to talk outside of, uh, face stupid book, but, um, right, right. I, um, I, I owe you an open, here's a formal apology. Uh-oh. I, I feel as if we need some, some nice mood music to set this up. The formal apology music. Yeah. Let's hear it. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> okay, well, it's not that bad. It's been fixed. But I, I, as you may or may not know, I, I have a new book out, Dwelling in the Dark, my second. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, well, I always give my peeps big ups as far as their shows. Well, eh, editors went and put your show's name as Prog Squatch, your actual name instead of the name of the show. Now, this is earlier, early editions up until this week. It, it'll be rectified, but Prog Squatch is the, getting an acknowledgement, but not Prog Watch. However, I think on the back of the book, it was fixed already. So, but in the front of the book, eh, sorry about that, but trust me, it'll get fixed. Hey, man, you know, that's kind of like my handle just because I'm a big hairy dude. Um, <laughs> I know it's confusing, but I thought it would be an interesting stick. You know, I, I always liked those uh, uh, Jack Lang's commercials. I was always reading 
had you in here. I know you barely you barely fit in here. I, I, I was on Towers uh, Red Horse Radio, and I was like, "How did you get him in the basement?" He's like, "Oh, he was hitting his head off the rafters." <laughs> yeah, that was a good time too. I had a really good time. I'll have to come over sometime, and we'll we'll do a proper one, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, well, let's tell the people how but to. I mean, hey, hey, back to the book thing. Thanks yeah. for even the mention. I appreciate it. I mean, that's that's really crazy, well, man. It actually works too because it is a monster book. There's eleven different stories with monsters in it. Hey, Prog Squatch, he's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's tell people how to find you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously, I'm on Hipcast with you, and uh, you know, I post out through the Ninth Story as well. Or, I mean, um, Society Thirteen. I'm sorry. That's right. You know, we we uh, put the posts out there, um, and uh, you know, I'm I've kind of shied away from Facebook since they started artificially. Cutting down the the post reach. Have you noticed that? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I've noticed more problems. Yes. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, I've got you know, like 150 people like the show's page, but whenever I post anything, like five people see it. Isn't that weird? And yeah, well, they're doing it on purpose. They're trying to make money because they're constantly saying, "You want to boost your post? Want to boost your post?" Right. Oh, that's yes. what that is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's the, the, the in search of the almighty buck, but uh. Yeah, I've been hammering the Twitter a little more, I guess, yes. is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah, Prog Squatch, at Prog Squatch, I mean, uh, all one word. Or, Absolutely. you know, if you want to like the Facebook page, too, um, I do post through there. You know, I like going to Twitter, though. I've been doing a thing that I call Today's Classic. You know, it's just I just post a picture of an album cover and uh, just see what, what kind of uh, feedback I get from some of my followers. Yeah. There are some uh, pretty hardcore prog fans over in the UK. I oh, yeah. Some, some <laughs> people over there who, you know, I put things up and they're always like, they, they've always got comments and sometimes it starts a little conversation. I think that's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you got to keep up with those people because they, they're very loyal. Very loyal. Um, what I'm going to ask you to, real quick before I let you go here, um, some crossover metal prog. Uh, you said there was a couple that I would sure. like. I think I, um, can you name like two or three that, uh, or crossover into metal? For sure. Right off the top of my head, uh, we did a band called Night Area. Um, they're from the Netherlands. and uh, I remember that. They definitely got, they got a harder edge to them right now, especially. Um, maybe in the beginning they were a little more prog, but now they're, they're definitely, you know, like I'd call them, you know, prog metal or heavy prog, whatever you want to, whatever you prefer. Sweet. Um, also a band called Haken from the United Kingdom. H-A-K-E-N. Uh, they definitely got a harder edge sound, but definitely very progressive at the same time. Um, it seems to come from a more pure place over there. Oh, yeah. It, it never it never left. Right. And uh, Dave, my co-host and I, we've talked about it. He thinks it just has more to do with the tradition of, uh, you know, symphonic music in Europe and folk music in Europe and how, you know, it's just, it's kind of all in there. You know, Prague, it's, got its uh, symphonic side and you know and then there's some stuff that's just I don't know there's, there's like prog folk and there's you know and it's just it's all intertwined over there more adventurous yeah. than anything you're hearing over here that's indeed sure. yeah Miss D wants to go to Wacken oh the what is it the Wacken festival Wacken. festival in Germany it's a big okay. metal you know about that one oh look it up man Ho-ho. It's just a giant music festival, and there's like a lot of the prog metal and 
you know, any kind of metal you can think of, but it, it just like looks insane. Three days, like, just of debauchery, just madness. Just acres and yeah. acres of music. Yeah. It's crazy. Literally, I've never yeah. seen anything so, yeah. you know, they a festival so huge. Camp out in, like, tents and stuff. All right. Hey, man, I really appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much. We're going to hear more from you in the future, I'm sure. Uh, you well, should, you, you should plug your band, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, your buddy Nelson Piles. Yep. Uh, and mine. <laughs> uh, also a podcaster over there at the Wicked Library. Uh, yeah, he sings, uh, he writes lyrics and sings in my uh, music project called Novus. You can find us on uh, Reverb Nation and on Bandcamp as well. Yep. Novus. You you put Great. your you put your money where your mouth is. That that, that you I quite literally anybody that calls out uh, Prague Watch, you, you know, you could just throw that at me. Hey, look what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, I'm just trying to be one of the interesting people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All my kids, my kids are grown up and gone, it's like, what am I going to do with myself? So I'm making <laughs> albums that I started a podcast. That's know? right, man. Making your mark. All right, well, hey, thanks for calling in for our metal show, as we call it. And uh, we'll talk to you again later. Uh, what's your Twitter? I'm sorry, what's your Twitter handle? I, I don't know if we got that. It's at Prog Squatch. It's at Prog Squatch, okay. Yeah, okay. Awesome. I'll never remember everybody's Twitters. I just, I'm lucky if I remember mine. All right, dude. Take care and we'll talk to you again, man. Thanks a lot. You bet. Good night. Good night. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that's well here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. I love saying brethren instead of brethren. Um, <laughs> all right, so you have a funny Ingve story. We're going. To, we're getting into Ingve Malmsteen for oh, the old, old meddlers and guitar uh, aficionados. Come on, you got one from your past. All right, so you're not a fan, first of all. I know that. I'm, I'm not a fan, and I am a fan. You know, it, it 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 kind of goes into that whole thing of there are certain bands that I can say, oh, they're really talented, but you know what? That's that's too polished and too good for me like I, I feel like Ingve Malmsteen if I wanted to listen to Beethoven guess what I'll do I'll put on some Beethoven I don't need to hear you doing it or Beethoven Beethoven yeah. <laughs> 
I think that's a whole different kind of band. That was like a punk band from the early. So no, I'm just joking. No, I almost believe. Any- it. <laughs> I'm anyway, there in so awe. so Ingvi Malmsteen. I of course grew up loving heavy metal um, as a kid, and my older brother also liked heavy metal, and he really, really wanted me to like Ingvi Malmsteen. So he came home one day, and he had this gigantic. That was this huge, gigantic poster of Ingvi Malmsteen with. You know, his pasty white inverted chest and, you know, chains and, and he, and he's like, look what I bought for you. And I had to put it up, but I couldn't. So slowly I just kept it, you know, putting pictures from magazines a little bit over <laughs> as much as I could. <laughs> but I just felt bad because, you know, he bought me it and I didn't want to be. He brought you something from the show. A jerk, yes. I'm like, please. He brought you a jerk. Please leave, leave it at the show. I don't know where he got it. It may have been a concert. It may have been Spencer's. Oh, do they still have Spencer's gifts? Um, where? <laughs> no, anywhere. Well, I heard yes. It's always I like heard the, yes. the posters the and, you know. Yeah, we're gonna have a, another guest here calling in shortly mm-hmm. with another interesting metal story. Um, or not so metal. Metal mm. doesn't always have to be that metal. There's some horrible moments. You know, we have a pretty funny uh, top five. What do we say? <laughs> least least fun metal guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be surprised, folks. You're gonna be surprised. Yes, the the, the least the least fun metal moments. Uh, just metal guys. Metal but, guys and, that didn't impress. Right in their moment of not so glory. Uh, yeah, you'll be surprised at some of the names and uh, yeah, actually some of this we witnessed. Um, but we'll get back to you shortly uh, with um, well, nah.
back here. I always have to throw in my uh, movie preferences of lately, and on Netflix, I was turned on to two things by uh, Mr. Uh, Doctor John Towers: uh, Darknet and Black Mirror. Uh, these are two series with just six episodes each. I liked how they. Mm, I like how Darknet started. I'm not. I didn't watch the final episode yet. Oh wait, no, I did, and I didn't like how it ended. But they do tie everything in together. It's kind of kind of cool. Uh, Black Mirror is a British one, and it's they're very very. I didn't see that one. Um, it's about technology taking over uh, our lives and what it can do horrifically. So like, what like Terminator? Mm-hmm. What? No, like the internet. Uh, just the future we're going. Not uh, in it. No, like uh, your entire life being on camera and just horrific. Or on the radio. Like that. Or on the radio. <laughs> yeah, been there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dark Mirror. I'm sorry, Black Mirror and Darknet. I, I kind of recommend them both. They're good. I'm not gonna say great. I think there there could be greatness there, but that's that's. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, we no. have another What's guest going here. On? All right, hold on, hold on. Hello, 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 hello. hello? Oh, oh, is this um, Hi. is this Elsa? This is Elsa. Okay. Someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we have a call. Welcome to um, Kettle Whistle Radio, our metal show, and we're talking about metal and not so metal moments. Um, Hi, someone else. Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, yeah. And Misty is Misty is here. Um, you should probably first of all let's let's hear a little about a little bit about you and what what goes on in your life. Oh well, um, my name is Elsa. I own Someone Else's Bar in Castle Shannon on Willow Avenue. We have a website, someoneelsesbar.com. Um, we are a full service restaurant and bar, very family oriented, uh, candy everywhere, lots of fun. That is what I do with my life when I'm not watching scary movies with Dave and Denise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, very uh, delicious food. And the best wings in Pittsburgh. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we try really hard. Everything's fresh, made order, and, uh, do our best. And what turns people on the most is cleanliness. When you say it's uh, the cleanest place I've ever been in. And uh, women love yeah. your bathroom. <laughs> Yes, as do the men. You have to. I have to admit, the men really enjoy the soaps as well. They like to have uh, their women smell their hands when they come out of the bathroom, and you're doing that what you like. It's so. It's so. Lots of nice smelling soaps. I'm sorry, but it's kind of bizarre and absurd when people come out of the bathroom. I have to smell my hands, and that's a regular thing there. (laughs) And and at least you know that everyone's washing their hands. That's how I look at it. It's a good thing. Good Lord. Oh, you know what? And the uh, little boys love to go in and take care of friends and wash their hands multiple times. And I figure if we're teaching our, our boys anything, it's wash their hands. <laughs> exactly. And, and I had my first book signing there ever uh, for the fall of tomorrow. And it was a, such a success. Sold out. And you were the greatest hostess ever. Thanks. Thank you. Well, awesome the, day. we'll have to plan something in the future. But right now, what we want from you, you have a certain story about a certain someone in metal. Yes, I do. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, I went to uh, Las Vegas for Super Bowl weekend, so three weeks ago, and uh, specifically went to Capuado, which is Vince Neal's place on the strip at the Casino Circus Circus, and uh, he was to be on hand for the entire Super Bowl party. We uh, paid for a buffet, paid for reserved seating, great venue, actually really great venue. The casino was not that great, um, but the venue was very cool, and... Um, Vince appeared as promised, and uh, he didn't seem to mingle with his uh, fans too much, but, you know, you give him a little while, and he drinks later, I decided to go over and try to talk to him, and I stood right behind him and tapped him on the shoulder while he was on his cell phone, and he would not turn around to uh, 
look at me or even to tell me to stop tapping them on the shoulder. Boo. Boo. So, yeah, I was, um, I was really not very happy. Again, several drinks in me, a little bit of jet lag, and uh, hadn't slept in 36 hours. So I went back to my friend Kathy, who was my right-hand girl at the bar, and uh, she said, well, he's a jag-off. I said, oh, my gosh, I never <laughs> knew that word. That's hilarious. <laughs> that we did get to see that picture yeah yes. that, and that is uh, you know people said oh does it deter you from you know motley Cruz tour this year i said nope i still have my tickets for the final show in los angeles on new year's eve and i will still go and thoroughly enjoy the whole the whole show so absolutely pretty darn funny make a trip out to see someone and they Shun you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So disappointing. That's the worst. Whatever someone you look up to and admire for so many years is just a jerk. Yeah, That's... it is. And I, you know, I like Molly Crew as a whole. And quite frankly, um, Vince would be fourth on my list of, of members that I would dance and meet, honestly. But I was just excited about the whole concept. And, you know, it's just really bummer because he's, he's supposed to be the lead man representing the whole. Yeah. Group. But, you know, I think most people, if you, I bet eight out of ten people think of Nikki Six. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. I do. <laughs> yeah, he, he was always our favorite. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. So that's uh, actually his side we'll be sitting on for our, our show on New Year's Eve is the Nikki Six side. Well, that's good. Good, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry for the disappointment, but that happens with our, uh, well, our metal guys. They disappoint, and that's what our next segment's going to be all about, trust me. Um, well, thank you for calling in. Let's plug one more time where people find you and your bar. Well, thank you. Uh, on the website, someoneelsesbar.com, gives you all the great info. You can also tap over to Facebook, where we do daily updates. Um, great beers of the month, uh, revolving handle on tap, great fresh made-order foods, uh, 3841 Willow Avenue in Castle Shannon, great little town. And... Uh, that's about it. Yeah, get there early, folks, because it gets packed. Yes, it does. <laughs> or order out. You do order out. You, you order out, too. Yep. You do takeouts, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right. Well, sounds good. Now, you don't. I'm sorry, you don't do the Twitterverse, do you? Um, I'm not very technologically inclined, but I'm working on it. It's, so, it's uh, free. Do one it. Of these you should do it. You should do it. All right. Well, that's Elsa. Elsa, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. And Vince Neal, you should be ashamed of yourself. Thank you so much. Miss Diaz, one more. What would you say? I said, and Vince Neal, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yes, he should be ashamed of himself. Absolutely. Great hug. Oh, well, his loss. Exactly. All right. Well, good night, and thanks for calling in. Thank you, David. Thank you, Denise. You bet. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was great to hear from Elsa, as you, as always. You yes, know, she's been absolutely. On the show before. And um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I got to get to this. We, we, we already did Vince mm. Neal, but this is something I had to write down. I don't know why I wrote it down. Probably because I had to arrange the order. Some of this stuff's been with me for years, and Uh-oh. it's like I had to write top. This is five. like a therapy session to me. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, you think metalheads don't need Metal therapy? Therapy? No, they don't because they get it all out at the shows. At the shows, but yeah. you're not there all the time, dude. You're in the world getting your ass handed to you. All right, so uh, anyway, true, true. We're gonna start with number five. 
Okay. And I believe Ms. D was at this one with me. Um, this so we're is talking a, about... Yes. Again. What? Nothing. <laughs> Top five least fun metal guys and their moments. Yes. Uh, number five, Dream Theater. Oh, Dream Theater. Sorry, prog rock guys, but... I witnessed one of the most douchey moments in rock um, <laughs> in Smithtown, Long Island. Um, I want to say, what, 92? Yeah, they sounds were brand about new. right. They were pull, brand pull, new. Pull Me Under was out. Pull My Finger. And um, I, I really liked them. I, I enjoy, don't get me wrong, I, 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 like, I love the first album. And they were an incredible band. Portnoy is one of the best drummers in the world. And yeah, the original lineup, they're all there. At this place in Smithtown. Just small. this little, little tiny club. Small. Little tiny club. Like a little bar and then just like kind of... Uh, it didn't even have... Like they just set a stage up kind yeah, of in the, the corner. The stage was like you know, they were standing on couches. It was just like... It was yeah. very... Not very high. Very small. But they were just getting started. They, yeah, they, absolutely. Pull, pull, me, pull My Finger was on MTV as on re- regular rotation at that time. Um, and my friend Mike, Michael Kent, drummer... Um, for the Killer Chinchillas. <laughs> yeah, that's the punk rock band. That's another show for another oh, day. Oh, for another day. My band. Ooh, boy. Moving on. Uh, so we, we go to the show with Damon and Jamie and Michael Kent. These are names from the past. Uh, we always moshed at shows in small clubs. It was a th- it's what you did in the 80s. Yes. Into the 90s, it got sketchy. And now it's just kind of... the late 90s. Now people are out to hurt each yeah, other. That's so just, that's just... Plain dangerous. Yeah, ridiculous. But, um, it was fun. It was fun when it was fun. You had punk guys and metal guys mixing together. Now, Dream Theater, they were good. And we, there were four of us, and this is what we did. We were the only four people moshing during some of the songs. And you could mosh to certain riffs and songs from Dream Theater, but not all of them. Right. Um, but we mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And the lead singer promptly put the kibosh on that. <laughs> and he motioned to the security to stop us. Which we did, and then we did it again. We started up again, jumping around. I guess, you know, Prague people don't want that happening. We were younger, you know, whatever. Um, you witnessed it. Yes, I guess And I did. the lead singer, it was all about him and his hair. And he was just with his <laughs> giant eyebrows, staring out at the crowd, being all pretty. And like, we, it took the steam from the like, show, man. And, and it wasn't moshing in the sense of, you weren't running around kicking people in the head. Yeah, we were bouncing. Any of that, like, violent kind right. of thing. Not if, that if, show. if it had been, that's different. But. We, were, we were bouncing. I mean, yeah, we were just having a good time. Yeah, a little, Absolutely. A little pogo action. Um, but moshing into each other. Yes. And not really bother. I guess we bothered somebody. I don't know. We, we bothered the lead we, singer. We want to see no emotion. Just so. listen to our music. Yeah, Dream Theater. As the wind flows through my hair. Dream Theater gets number five. Number four. This is personal. Mm. Um, one of my favorite shows of all time, it happened at um, uh, Faith No More at the Ritz in New York City, around 88, 89, 89-ish. Um, and I was there with another group of friends, and my friend Nick, who um, loves the cult, absolutely adores the cult. Um, the band, the cult. He's not into the occult, right? You kind of slurred that together. Just joking. No, that, that's <laughs> questionable. But it bum bum yeah. You know what? Actually, I screwed that up. It wasn't Faith No More. Faith No More was my favorite show. But it was... Ian Ashbury showed up at Metal Church, Wasp, and Accept. My fault. I, anytime to plug Faith No More, I'll do it. They have a new album coming out, folks. Anyway, so Metal Church. <laughs> it was first. Let's see. Eh, it doesn't matter the order. 
fantastic show. Metallica was up, uh, two of them, uh, Lars and James Hetfield were up in the balcony watching the show. Ian Ashbury elbows up on the bar. Okay, with his hat, you know, the hat back in the day. The big black rimmed yeah, hat, yeah, yeah, his little yeah, job there, yeah. Looking, trying to be all Jim Morrison with his big buckle, you know, and his bell bottoms and, you know, being all tall, if he's tall. I, I don't think he was. I think I was tall, taller than him. But he, he has his elbows <laughs> on the bar watching the show. Trying to be all tall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and my funny. friend Nick, who idolized him, Ian Ashbury in the cult, went up to him like, oh my God, you're Ian Ashbury, you know, and he just wanted to shake his hand. And... I, I can only motion to Ms. D right now what he did. He just he just did that that motion with his his palm. No, no, no. Just right like now. kind of like a semi wave, like no, 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 no baby. Like Don Dock, yeah. not baby, not tonight. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like there was a line of people. The girls were not killing each other to get near him. He just wanted nothing to do with fans. Nothing. Right, Jet? You hear that? That's Jet talking right yep. now. She's mad She's, at Ian Ashbury. Oh, too. I don't blame her. She's like, whatever, Ian Ashbury. So that's that's that. Um now, number three, you were there for that one, Soundgarden. <laughs> this was just two years ago, May. Yeah, we yeah. had never... Great show. Through the years, somehow we always miss Soundgarden. We never got to see them, so we were really excited. We got to see Soundgarden, and I love Chris Cornell, so I was very happy, very happy. But go ahead. Ben Shepard, <sighs> the bass player. Yes, so he was, I guess this was before the show started. Mm-mm, something mm-hmm. happened before the show something started. Something happened before the show started. And he was just kind of, what was he doing? He was throwing? He threw a tantrum. He threw his bass. He threw a tantrum in the middle of a set. In the middle of the set. He threw it. He was mad at security for not, I don't know. But he was throwing, he was like before the show and everyone was just kind of standing there waiting for the show to happen. He was kind of like flicking cigarettes or something at someone and oh, yeah. like it like towards the front yeah which i don't know why he was because they're expensive i mean if you smoke they're expensive but he was like <laughs> flicking cigarettes at, at somebody in the crowd and and he just looked like he was not happy i don't know he we didn't want to f- he didn't want to be there he didn't want to be yes there. Yeah. so then during the show later he was just acting like a whiny baby i'm sorry a whiny baby to a quote the ninth baby. story our girl Oh, <laughs> Victoria would definitely think that he was being a whiny, whiny baby. baby. But yes, he yeah. he threw Tantrum. his bass down in disgust, and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's trying to promote his his own band that he has on the side. And Chris Cornell was cool as hell and getting all the attention. Whatever, dude, you're a bass player. You're supposed to be in the background kicking ass. That, yeah. that makes a statement. If you can get up there in front and do it, fine. But you don't throw your bass. You don't yell at people and cry and scream. And he's a big guy. He's not yes. like he's like a little baby. <laughs> he was. He's a big dude. It just looked ridiculous. Like, why is this lumberjack throwing a fit on the stage? <laughs> <laughs> it looks silly. It looks silly. It was yeah. like baby Huey throwing a fit. Yeah. So Ben just Shepherd, saying. Soundgarden. Sorry, dude. That was that was miserable. Yeah. All right, number two. This goes back. Some Axel Rose always on the hit list with us, oh, especially yes. since he really sucked at that uh, that show we watched. Uh, the Golden God Awards recently. He was terrible. Oh I yeah, terrible. I, I yeah. Guns and Roses, as far as I'm concerned, they were done between. Well, they were done at the end of the '90s and mid '90s when Slash is out of the group and Izzy. You know, you know, you lost Duff, Stephen Adler. Come on, you lose guys like that. I mean, I know Duff played with him and Izzy has played with him since, but you had a funny line about uh, Slash. Oh, I have lots of funny lines yeah. about Slash. Oh, I mean, I like. I, I, what was my funny line? Ah, uh, something about best friends. 
Well, like, who wouldn't want to be best friends with Slash? Right. That would be the only reason I would be in Guns N' Roses. Like, ooh, Slash is standing here. Right. I'd love to hang out with Slash. Yeah. More importantly, like, seriously, who told Axl Rose cornrows were ever a good idea? <laughs> like, you just look foolish. I don't know if he still has them. I'm hoping not. <laughs> it was just... Well... That. Well, and then and then what? He got... <laughs> He, he's gotten into fights with a lot of people and oh, yeah. he bashed a bottle over a woman's head that, yes. like uh, that came to his door or something about noise I, that was a long time ago he, he uh, got into a fist fight with Tommy Hilfiger a, a few a few years yeah. ago like ooh fashion designer let's get into a fist fight at a, bur- at a birthday party <laughs> at a birthday party he's doing birthday parties folks yeah Aww. and bar mitzvahs <laughs> wonder if he makes like balloon animals oh god be like welcome to the jungle and he can be making giraffes and Oh, we're just kidding, Axel. We're just kidding. Actually, no, not. we're not. I mean, whatever. That's not, I'm done with Axel, but that's number two. And he is number two. All yeah. right, Aww. so douchey moments. Okay, number one. Number mm. one in the least fun metal guys and their moments. And we were there for that, too. P- it's now the PNC Arts Center in <gasps> New Jersey. Oh, my God, yeah. I can't remember what it was before when we well, were there. We were there. Yes, Def Leppard. Yes. And the opening act was Ugly Kid Ugly Kid Joe. Joe. Bunch of spoiled California kids with I money. hate everything about you. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, before we go on with that, I actually like the music. I have the first album I love. Oh, I, I thought they were a lot of fun. They were fun. They were anti-hair metal, even though they were hair metal. However, then, I don't, I'm not even gonna say his name, because his name's annoying. But the lead singer. I can't even remember his name. I think it was, it was like their third song, maybe. Um, he complains that they played the national anthem before the show and questioned why that would ever happen. Yes. And I'm like, dude, seriously? And after that, they were done. Booze. You don't do that in New Jersey, man. No. You don't do that in New Jersey. Booze. They were done. They left the stage it like was a, four It was five. a hillside of just Booze. torrential, like, who do you think you are? Yeah. And this was what? 92, 93? Yeah, they were, they made Something big like in like that. between 91 and 93. They, they, yeah. they hit. It was like 92, 93. And they could have been bigger. But that, that moment, that, oh, talk about burying yourself. I've never seen a band with their tails between the, their legs leave a stage that quick. It was actually they deserved it. So whatever. Yes, they did deserve that. Well, that that that's that. But now you have some weird thing happening over here. Since it's called our metal show, yeah. and you are you are such a um, music and aficionado, shall I say? I'm not an aficionado. I just love music. Ah, uh, well, you're a lover of music. You know a lot about music, so. I thought we need a little segment. Yeah, this Instead by the of... way, this is not rehearsed. <laughs> it's actually happening as we record. As I'm scrolling this. through my phone for my I notes. I have no idea what she's doing. All right. So since last night, um, we went to that metal show. Eddie Trunk calls the stump the trunk stump the trunk um clip that they always do on the shows. He's, he said it's his stairway to heaven. He's like, just like, you know, like, oh, if people think I know everything. I thought we would do something. He also some... said it's the bane of his existence. Oh, absolutely. Because he said people stop him on the street and yell things and questions at him. And he's like, what? I'm, you know, getting coffee. Um, what color is Scott Ian's underwear? <laughs> purple. It's always purple. No, I don't know. Um, so I thought we would do an interesting segment called Dupe the Dave. Enter theme music. I hope this does not take off. I don't know. Well, let's see. So, 
All right. First question. Oh, this should be easy for you. Wait, I'm not going to give you easy. Give me one easy one. All right, here. Who was the original drummer for Slayer? Dave Lombardo. Yay! See, I told you it was easy. I met him. All right. I have a story about that that I can't tell here. <laughs> Please don't. Um, what band did Max Cavalera form after he left Sepultura? Soulfly. All right. One of my favorite bands of all time. All right, let's see. Oh, hmm. Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> I'll ask you kids questions. <laughs> Go for it. You never know. Uh, oh, what band originally released Smoking in the Boys Room, which was covered uh, by Motley Crue in 1985? I actually knew this, and I had the 45 from my dad. Oh, take it, a crack at it. I want to say something Nelson, but it's not. No, anything other? Any other? Oh, I cannot remember. I know that. Yeah, I knew it was a remake, but uh, damn, I used to know this. Do I get a prize? I used to know this. Now I have to kill her. <laughs> ah, Brownsville Station. Brownsville Station released the hit in 1972. Oh, that's not my prize. That's a horrible prize. Oh. I'll take two more. You'll take two more? All right. This is a good one. Although this band has had a nice career for themselves, they are more famous for supplying Metallica with Kirk Hammett. Who are they? Exodus. Jeez. Yeah, all right. All right. Hmm. <laughs> this just makes me laugh because <laughs> you had... <laughs> You had this on, v- on VHS tape. What is the name of the hero in Queensryche's Operation Mind Crime? <laughs> um, Dr. X. No, the, the, the hero is Nikki. Yeah. Yes. But I still get a prize. Nikki, Nikki is the down and out man that is used as a pawn by Dr. X. Oh, you got it right. Ooh. How many more are you taking? Just one. Just one? Yes. All right. These people have to sleep, too, and I think we're putting them there. Oh, all right. What year did Pantera release their first album? Uh, it depends. Uh, I mean, 82 is like, they were like, they were doing all kinds, oh my God, I have all this on cassette. Um, 83. <gasps> you little snickerdoodle. Yes, it is 83. But they were playing since 82 or 81. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. That's a wrap, folks. Ah. Hey, if you got nothing else to do, buy books. Buy them now. And if you want a real good one, I'm going to tell you right now, Dr. John Towers, man, the Jin Jihad. Okay, Jin, again, spelled D-J-I-N-N. Jihad. The Jin Jihad. Great graphic novel. He has something else cooking that he can't talk about and he won't tell me. Um, but that's fine. You should really support him on this one because this is just some badass stuff. His artwork's amazing, but the story, I mean, what can I say? I was so impressed with this, and I know him well, and I've read all of his earlier stuff. Look up the Jinji head. And if you have nothing else to do, too, I'd have to say, or nothing else to read, Dwelling in the Dark is available at Amazon.com. And yes, it, is. it is available at Burning Bulb Publishing. Thanks for listening, folks, friends, and fiends. I'm Dave. I'm Ms. D. Good night. Good night.
metal moment from the likes of Headbangers Balls, uh, Headbangers Ball, Ball's own <laughs> Ricky Rackman. Keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> ball. That's the worst. Just the worst. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts, and hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Electric Acid. 